Hi guys, this is Crystal, founder of Katie Coaching, and I want to welcome you to the True Me Podcast. It's designed to help you focus on getting back to your true self and inspiring you to reach your fullest potential one episode at a time. So whether you're in the car or getting ready, turn this up. It will encourage you, uplift you, and send you positive vibes only. So be prepared to hear something new and get a step closer to loving yourself again. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Crystal DeFeo, owner of Katie Coaching. And I'm so excited to have Tess on. We are doing uh, episode four of the True Me podcast. And today's topic is true life. I choose success over suicide. Say perfect timing, but obviously there's been a, a couple of current events going on where I feel like we could definitely support um, just people in general who might be struggling during the holiday season. Um, so Tess, we formed a really cool connection and who better else to speak on this than entrepreneur. Um, and owner of the brand Success Over Suicide. Uh, Tess is from the ATL, <laughs> Atlanta, and I have to come out there and see you soon, but uh, she's a keynote speaker, um, current author, and as I said, entrepreneur, and I love the cause. So we've been connecting um, as much as we can on social media and stuff, and I support everything that you're doing with mental health and supporting those who could use it. So say hello. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be on the True Me podcast. Crystal, Crystal, thank you so much for having me. I think it's just a beautiful platform to talk about wellness and um, succeeded over the suicide of anything that you're going through, um, anything that's tearing you down. So I'm excited to be here. Yes. Awesome. So I guess for just to kind of segue into this, it's just super appropriate that we talk about your mission with your brand, if you could just share a little bit about like how you started and where you're at right now with everything, just so people know how to like, you know, reach out and get support that way. Most definitely. So I started Success Over Suicide with my best friend um, back in 2017, 2016 era. And that was unfortunately due to my aunt taking her own life. So my aunt, I'm from, I'm from here, but my parents are Jamaican. So I grew up with that, with that sweet auntie. She's making me porridge and oatmeal. You know, the one I got nutmeg in it. Everything is just so sweet. She was that auntie, right? Um, but when I was 19 years old, I found out that she took her own life. Um, and that's when my life started to have a spiral. I was like, I thought if you went to college, um, you got your master's, um, you got your house, you got married, you got, you did all the things, right? The checklist. I thought that was what suicide, not suicide. That's what success was. Um, and so then I realized I had to redefine success for myself um, because I didn't, I don't want to, I don't want anything that's tearing me down to literally rip me apart and make me just want to end it all. And I don't want that to happen to anybody. So I started to go on this journey to help myself understand what success was for me. Um, and now I'm here to spread it with the world. So that's exactly what success of a suicide is. It's a lifestyle brand that's helping people realize that suicide is only something that happens on the physical level. It happens every decision that you make is success of a suicide. Are you choosing to put yourself on the back burner? Um, are you choosing to put yourself in a situation that you know isn't good, but you're, you know what I mean? So we, we, every single decision that we make 
is either life or death. It, we have to think about it like that before we explode or implode um, everywhere. So that's that's the whole mission of success over suicide. Yeah, I love that. So this is a tough question. I didn't plan to ask it, but um, so you said you started in like 2016, 2017. So your vision for what that looked like then, is it what you like wanted right now? Could you look back um, even currently and say like you're truly doing what it was set out to do? It's honestly taken a, a whole life of its own. It's way bigger than I thought it would ever be. Wow. Um, it's, 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 it's sad that it's so relevant because even then it was, I remember at the time it was Robin Williams mm -hmm. um, that had passed with my aunt. It was around that same time and just seeing all these different things. I'm, I used to watch the show Jet Jackson on uh, Disney Channel and to find out that Lee player like, took his own life unfortunately. So, um, and even now with what's going on in the recent news, um, in, their, or in their lowest moment or in their moment where they feel they're on the edge. You can see like they're on the edge, and I could see that day when she was. She didn't want to. She didn't want to be here anymore. Um, and so that's that's the thing where I started to learn about identity and understanding how you what you identify with. Because some of us identify with our relationships. Some of us, so when those relationships don't work out, we feel like we're not working out. Mm. We feel like we're not good. So therefore, it's like if that doesn't work, then I shouldn't work. I shouldn't exist. And so understanding how to define yourself and how to redefine yourself is a big thing. And that, that moment for us helped us get through that. That's even, I just love how we grew through that moment because I saw when she was just wanting to give up. And honestly, if I didn't show up, I don't know what would have happened. Um, so sometimes just being there for the people who are not there for themselves in that moment, that's what I learned, okay? Life is like success. And people think success over suicide is like, Oh, success, like, oh, you mean million dollars or when I'm the CEO of a company, that's not what I'm talking about. Like that day was success over suicide. That day was choosing to listen in and be there. That was success in that moment. Like we won, we won against suicide. We won over the depression, we won over the anxiety. Like that was, that was the success in that moment. So uh, that's an example of um, when I was able to help and assist somebody who was on E. Wow. Yeah, so I think I have a few times I'd like to think that there's a lot, like I said, that I don't really know about. Um, and I'm not sure if I shared this with you, but I put had, I had put business cards at an LA Fitness, which I started going there and like setting up my table, right? And then somebody had found my card, called me, and had a whole plan. I think they tried to call the crisis line though first, and. I just remember them telling me the response of the people on the other side of the phone. So I'm not sure if it was just the person they got or the type of training, but they didn't get what they needed out of it is my point. Like it was very like, do you have a plan? Yes or no? Like go to your nearest emergency room. Like it was very like, I don't know. I guess I, I don't really, I have never called those hotlines and I'm not a crisis like worker either. So I guess my training is a little different and how I would have responded to that. So the person hung up the phone and then called me, but I, I was on the other line and I didn't recognize the number. I had a work call actually. So I let it go to my voicemail and they never left one. So I got off the phone and here I'm thinking like, is it a job reaching out? Cause that was during my layoff in a sense. So I was like interviewing and things like that. I didn't want to drop the call I'm on. So I text it, something just said, text the number. And that's when I reached out and said like, hey, I don't recognize this number, but if um, 
you're reaching out for KD coaching or whatever, like feel free to respond and we can get on the phone as soon as possible. And sure enough, I ended up talking to them and we met up two days later um, to have like some lunch. And I've never talked or like met what, with that person again after that moment. Like I've reached out several times just to check in. Um, but it was that one moment that I had with them for those couple of hours. So I don't know if I'll ever see them or talk to them again. Um, yeah, but it was a parent who had a son and was willing to, you know, take care of whatever they thought they had to take care of and just end everything that day. So I'm so grateful that I left my card there. Um, and that I returned a call and that was the moment I decided I'm going to change my voice message because it wasn't catered to my business at that point. And so now I have on there, like if you're trying to reach me and I'm not available, please call 988 and I'll get back to you as soon as possible type of thing. So I love that you walk in perfect. Just being obedient, right? Um, yeah. you know, leaving your key, your, your cars at a place where somebody can have, you know, access when they need it. Cause you just never know. I mean, I know that it happened. To me, when I wore a success over suicide shirt um, in Walmart one day, and literally this lady was like walking towards me. She just sort of, sort of kind of ran up on me, just like crying, and gave me a hug. And yeah, I remember you. Going on, you know, like that's that was just like trippy to me that just having a shirt was something that made her feel connected, made her feel like you know what? I thought nobody saw me. I thought nobody cared. You know, yeah. the fact that you called back, like, even if my mom did call back, my mom did, you know, my dad, my uncle, all these people not calling back, but the fact that you called that person back that day, you know, it showed them that you care. Somebody somebody cares about you. You know what I mean? And sometimes we need to know somebody else care about us because we don't care about ourselves in that moment. Exactly. So I think that's like, a, I love that you did that. I love that. Yeah. So that's just a friendly reminder if anyone's listening on here. Like, you never, if we can't say it enough, you never know what other people are dealing with. So... That makes me be more patient in just the day-to-day -day everything, you know, when I want to have road rage or, you know, start just, like, act. I'm like, you know what? Let me, like, slow down. you got to be almost, like, not super hypersensitive in a way, but almost, like, mindful that, you know, people aren't sometimes in that headspace to be mindful about what you got going on. So it just kind of humbles you in a way. And when you're really struggling with being mindful, it's, like, something we just have to practice every day. Yeah, I don't know about you, Crystal, but even with me, like, just getting over, like, a heartbreak is tough. I remember just driving sometimes, and you're crying, you know, I'm just crying, I'm crying, you know, you're just crying, and you move, you merge into the lane, you know, so the person next to you is like, honk, honk, it's like everywhere, right? So, and of course, you're not trying to be rude to the person, but they take it personally, so it's stuff like that where I'm like, you know, you don't know, I'm not saying it's okay for people to be all over the place, but you don't know what somebody's going through, what if that person just got some news, what if that person is... Just their heart is just really unfolding in this moment for some strange reason. The song came on, a flood of emotions happened. So yeah, just being aware that that's me in that car. That's me next to me. wherever you are. You know what I mean? Like if right now you feel like you're fragile, I guarantee you the next the person next to you is feeling a little fragile too. All of us are feeling fragile. All of us feel like we're about to lose it at any moment. We all hold it on. I was telling somebody the other day. It's like um, I was at a restaurant. And I could tell the waitress just pissed off Crystal. She was mad about something. I don't know what it was, but I could feel it. And I was telling the person I was at lunch with, I was like, you know, it's crazy. People don't realize that I'm pissed off right now. 
I'm pissed right now, you know, like I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm all the emotions, but it's deciding, like being being mindful of all those emotions and not allowing it to just show up when you least expect it. So even if you're just talking like this, people can still gauge the energy that you're putting down. And I feel like that'll answer some of the question of, you know, coming up as far as how to deal with people who are just giving off a certain energy um, and how to, how to cope with that, because it is pretty tough. Wait, so you were at a restaurant trying to just kind of get out of your head because you're angry and then your server comes and it's not just like angry, not like intentionally angry but i'm just saying like i was having a good day but like what as far as just like i feel like people just go through so much sometimes and just they just put it all on you you know it's just like it doesn't matter it's like i'm like i'm pissed off all right he didn't call me back she didn't call me back what you want to eat what you want and it's like whoa you know what I mean? Like, I got a, a list of pain myself, but I'm showing up, you know, for you because I'm because I want somebody to show up for me. So that's how important each of us have a role in it. It's like all of us are going through something, right? When we see it, maybe not in that moment. You don't see me like crying in my car. You don't see me just suffering. But just know that at some point, I do that. And so it's like it'll be. It's just nice if people were more considerate in that vein that this person just probably just got finished crying. This person maybe unfortunately maybe is hurting themselves in some way or thinking about hurting themselves. So how do we talk to people instead of just letting everything that we're dealing with uh, sort of kind of have a harsh reality to the person we're speaking to? Yeah, and so, you know, I have to be mindful because of my job, my full-time job, but I do, I'm thankful for one thing that our leadership is able to do because we work with a lot of people who aren't I don't want to say that maybe some of them don't have rules or aren't used to following them but definitely struggle like a lot of behaviors right so you know maybe somebody punches a glass a glass door and it shatters everywhere that that could potentially hurt somebody else right um, or constant like fights going on distracting other people from getting the treatment that they need um, sexual behaviors like all these things right and then you got to pull somebody into the room and be like you know, regardless of whatever it is you're going through, like, you cannot be doing these things. Um, you know, and then, and then it comes out, you know, well, you know, I'm guarded, or I have a lot of anger issues. Um, or I, I attack when people come, to, you know, so then we start, like, you start to understand people when you're there to sit and listen, but not everyone knows what you're going through or what your traumas, you know, what your trauma entails. Um, and so that, that's one thing I like, and it's, it's really hard. you got to hold people accountable in their most vulnerable state only because of the impact it has around other people. Does that make sense? It's nail so, on the head. What'd you say? Nail on the head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, really, it's really hard, but just getting to listen to the, their why behind why they're doing what they're doing, it's like, wow, like I can, I can understand why you'd want to punch somebody in the face. You know what I mean? Maybe you witnessed your mom get murdered in front of you or whatever that root of that anger is. It's like enough, you have enough excuses to act out however you want to act out, you know? And that's how people, how it comes out in the, in the world. And it's scary, but I don't know. I think it's important to understand the why, but also like hold people accountable too, in a sense. So that's like a rough balance. What are your yeah, thoughts? No, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good topic because... I was recently at this um, high school and 
they call it alternative schools here, where I guess you do something in school. Because when I went to school, Crystal, I don't know about you, but you can slap somebody, get in a fight, you just get suspended for like three days. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, they send these kids off. Jail, cops are called. (laughs) I'm like, I remember being in school. I saw, you know, you back, you know, anyway. So it's different now. So it's not even like these kids are terrible. They're just like in this alternative school because they just did something that, I don't know, back in the day, you would not have been in trouble for. Yeah, yeah. I was recently at this alternative high school. Shout out to this school. I think it's amazing. I'm amazing, amazing. Um, But I remember that when I walked in, the teacher was like, there's a student here who witnessed, she was in a car accident, and it was five people, and she was the only one to survive. And literally, she, I think ninth between, clearly just high school, I don't know which one, like, if she's a junior or a sophomore, but she told me about the student. But she never told me who that student was amongst these girls. So during the class, there's this girl who's sort of kind of, she's she's very, um, she's making jokes, she's actually the, she's sort of kind of the class clown. I'm like, okay, cool, that, okay, cool, 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 and participating in a way. And then afterwards, I found out that that was actually the girl who had experienced all of this trauma as far as from the cards did. And they told us, they were like, yes, yeah, she usually does not participate. I don't know how y'all got her to participate. She usually don't have nothing to say. But when she, just to see how she was making jokes, I saw how she was making jokes being the class clown. It made me realize like, wow, you know what I mean? How, like, what she went through is now the way her not participating in the class or being rude or being in fights, all this stuff. It's her way of coping with yeah. that. And that's what I want people to sort of kind of realize, like, how are you coping with it? Because some of the times that when we're coping, it's like, okay, we can't change what happened to us, but we, we can work on how we cope with it, right? So, you know, being rude and disrespectful, it's not it's not the best way to cope with it. We got to get to okay, this happened to you. Now let's work on some different coping exercises. You have anger built up. What do we need to do to get that out of yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. So not exploding on people and just talking out the side of your mouth and just expect people just to be there for you. But you know, you have to get used to what are you using to cope because eventually they're kids right now. Yeah. When they get older, maybe drugs. You know, and now now we're looking at people. You know, like what are you using to cope? Yeah, because if it's if it's always if it's if it's anger if it's aggression, that's only going to get worse. So that's even why I mentioned like talking to you about the yoga. Like, yeah. what are you doing for your mind to? You have to have some time to just let everything rinse. If everything's always like this, you know, just like a soda can, you're just going to explode. And so I think I just want people to understand like taking that time to figure out just healthy coping skills because you can't change what happens to you but you can change how you react and respond to what happens to you yeah I love that, and that gives people hope because you could be the angry person, the big bully your whole life but that behavior, it's not going to be easy to change but it can be changed and I think you hit the nail on the head too when you said it's, it's almost like a teachable moment when you can say like, you know let's use that, that young lady for instance um, you don't even have to bring the trauma up, but like, yeah, being disruptive is not okay. Like, how else can we, you know, joke around? Or is there a more appropriate time to do that? Or, you know, be sensitive to other people? And then people are like, I didn't even think of it that way, you know? Or I didn't mean to offend anybody else. Um, maybe I shouldn't be a jokester in real serious moments. And it's just, it comes back to awareness. Like, some people don't even know that their behavior offends or affects other people. And so, one thing I love about my job, we're not kicking people out of treatment when we have these talks. We're like, 
How can we support you better? How else can you get your needs met without being disrespectful or disruptive? What can we do to be here for you and actually get to the root of why you're doing what you're doing? And then they'll say things like, I want to meet with my counsel more. Or, you know, maybe instead of being reactive, I can come tell somebody, you know? So things like that. I think it's, it's just really awesome. And I want people to know that you can, you can change. Because I've seen it. Like the person we're about to kick out, you know, and 30 days later, they're like, not a whole different person, but they, they learn something. And now what you said, they take away a different coping mechanism. And it doesn't look the same as when they came in. So it can be powerful. Right, because you got to think about these coping mechanisms. It's stuff that people learn when they were younger. So it's like, I'm going to revert back to that. I'm going to revert back to being a clown. I'm going to revert back to being disrespectful. Because it's just like, but if you teach them something else, they can revert back to that. You know, as long as quickly as you learn that one, uh, or however long it took you to learn that one coping skill, you can build to learn a different coping skill so you can get more results. Like sometimes you just get, after a while, even being a bully got to be born. I mean, you know, made fun of everybody. You know, you know, took out everybody. Like, ain't nobody standing. And even being a teacher, like you said, with awareness, instead of being like mad at her, realizing like, okay, this is how she's showing up. Yep. She's not, she's not being disrespectful. Like, okay, yeah, she's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. But okay, there's something else in there. It'll help us as like even teachers or instructors or whatever guidance to help people have these conversations instead of being like, get out of my classroom. Yeah. And I get it because you got all these kids, but it's still being able to see the person instead of like the problem, you know, the problem itself. Yeah, no, I love that. And then we just, if we can't fully change a person, you can just shift your tolerance a little bit and have a different understanding of where they're at, right? Or how mm. else we can support, it'll look different. So, I don't know, I feel like every day I'm learning more and more about humans. I thought I knew it all. <laughs> But it's like the more aware you become and the more aware I become, it's not going to get, it won't get easier, but at least we can just learn how to support each other better. That's all. Right, right, right. And it's, I think the more that we get used to ourselves too, Crystal, that a whole lot unpacks when we do the work for us first. Like we're so used to like holding everybody else up and making sure everybody else looking good. But if we took that internally, Everything else is starting to fall into place. Yes. You'd be so surprised. it's funny. You just hit on one of my questions for you. I was going to ask you, what is your perspective on like people's healing? Is it your job or is it a mixture of your job and somebody else who you're trusting to support you? How would you answer that? I would say it's definitely a mixture. Um, but with the mixture, um, it's like half and half, literally a 50-50. If not, of course, I feel like the more the most healing occurs when it's like internal work. Uh, but it's nothing like having that support, right? Like just like a plant, like you have the right environment, you can bloom, right? It's like the seeds are already there, but if that environment is just is what you need, you're gonna you're gonna blossom. Um, so that's that's why I say both of those answers. Uh, I think it's important to take the time to heal what's going on internally because we don't know. Like there's some stuff that people are going through that you wouldn't even guess. Um, and so as long as people feel safe, I think that's the good thing. People need to feel safe. A lot of us don't feel safe out here. Yeah. Gotta be honest. You gotta, I, like for me, like I'm a queer woman and like it's not necessarily safe out here for me at all times. But that's exactly why I'm here, who I am and that's how I show up. To show other people that you are safe, I, I am here 
we are worthy and we can, we are powerful. But you got to think about it. Every time you're on social media, somebody's getting bullied or a group of people are being put down or killed. Um, so people don't feel safe. That's the main thing. That's why I think that environment is just as equally as important for the viewers. It's so we can feel safe, my friends. Like, we have to have And the only way we can feel safe safe is if we work on that for ourselves. We, can, we can't make other people feel safe until we make ourselves feel safe. You know, there's a quote that says, like, um, you know, enjoying your own company. Like, do you even enjoy your own company? Like, do you even, like, enjoy, like, just being around you? Like, you know, I have to even realize that. Like, I'm always, if every time I'm by myself, do I have to reach my phone and feel like I got to hit the subscribe here? Do this or do that or be on the phone. Like, can I just be with me? Like, the more that we can just be with ourselves. Yeah. We can, we can heal ourselves, be safe, and then that kind of love and acceptance we do. So, yeah, that the main word there for me is safety in order to help people heal is people got to feel safe. So that's something that you would need to feel or need to get closer to healing but what is something that would prevent you in your opinion what is something that would prevent you from ever healing could you think of maybe one thing i know one <laughs> take it take it take it no go ahead okay um let me see something that will prevent you from healing that's a good question right comfort that's a great comfort that's a great question comfort comfort something that if it brings you comfort sometimes it's it's not necessarily the best thing. Sometimes you literally have to get uncomfortable. If, if you just, this a preface, if you're at a point in your life where you feel like nothing's working out or it's just sort of kind of flatlining, because you're comfortable. And you're mm. ready to like get to that. You know, you can see that that next bar, you can see that next level, but it's just, you're just not unable to connect with it. And one thing that I want to say is like that comfort, you got to get rid of that comfort. It, get used to being uncomfortable. Even that's what yoga is for me. Like I, I be dripping sweat. Um, my, my eyes is this. I can't see. Um, my heart's beating out of my chest. It's uncomfortable, but I need that uncomfort to help me move and to help me grow and to help me become elastic. Not only with my body, but with my mind. Because sometimes we can just be so stagnant and so stuck and thinking a certain way that you know we just get comfortable. That's that's the comfort because we're we're stuck in that way. But discomfort allows us to move out of move out of stagnation move out of depression move out of anything um so comfort to me you know what i mean it's hanging around the same people uh, even eating the same thing just that comfort just switching some doing like a switch up um well to me is what helps healing okay um so yours kind of goes in hand in hand with what i was gonna say um i was gonna say like sacrifice Ooh. yeah and I'm, I'm coming from, like, I've had a lot of losses in a sense, not just physically, but, like, like a lot of losses or whatever, and I feel like partially it was a decision for me to just let it go, you know, because as long as that thing was there, I just couldn't grow. Mm. And sacrifice is really hard, you know? So that's what I would say. Um, it's like it's like math in a sense. Like I don't know whoever made numbers up and made them make sense, but like when <laughs> one plus two is always going to equal three, type of thing. Like as long as I have this equation or something as part of the equation, it just won't ever make sense. I got to take it out, and then and then at that point, will it only make sense? Like I don't know. And I feel like a lot of those things I'm referring to are the distractions or the disruptions, things holding you back. It doesn't have to be a person. Like the relationships is a great example. 
But what would you say are other things so people could identify? Like, what would that be that we can't sacrifice? Are there common things you've seen in other people trying to heal? Hmm. I would say there's certain routines that people have to release. Yeah. Um, if there's a certain routine that you're used to, hanging out with certain people, um, even beliefs. There's certain beliefs that you have to question. Like, you have to question, like, who are you? Are you who somebody told you you are? Or are you this version of this, like, who people expect you to be? Like, questioning that belief. Like, being in the cycle of belief. Like, even that cycle. That's um, good, I yeah. Love that cycle of belief, right? You got you to gotta change it somehow, right? It's, it's the cycle. So it's like what you believe impacts your potential. Your potential impacts your actions. And your actions impact your results. And your results impact what you believe. So being able to do that on a, on a regular basis, not even just to say, oh, I'm a rebel, I want to go against everything. No, but it's just like you, the results that you see and the potential that you have access to is all because of the belief that you have. So Absolutely. if we can get down to like the belief of everything that you believe in, um, I feel like that's like the, literally the, the nitty gritty in the beginning of changing somebody's and transforming somebody's life completely. So anybody that's suffering through depression or anxiety um, or suicidal ideation, um, of course, there are some cases where we need some medicine and some medications and there's a, that's a completely different conversation. But for those of us who were our belief system about ourselves is yeah. warped. Yeah. If we get down to like even just writing, what do, what are all the things that you believe? What are all the things that you believe about yourself? And then ask yourself, is it true? And just changing the belief will one change your your potential, which will then change your actions and then the results. So I think that's a big thing as well. Are you willing to share before we? Because I have like three big more questions. Are you willing to share one of your core beliefs that were in the way for a while? Okay, let me see. For me. Yeah, like one thing, I had three things that were three three limited beliefs that I had to get rid of. Like literally, I had to shoot it down. Like it's, it, this is not even a thing anymore. Um, I used to think, I remember when I worked, I was working at this like call center at one point, and it was time for a um, a promotion, and I could I could apply for it. Like all the things, but I was before I even applied for it, I counted myself out. I disqualified myself on Mac. I'm like, no, 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 no. You wouldn't even get it. I, 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 yeah, I, even though I was the top person, Crystal, I counted myself out because I told myself, oh, who's gonna let a woman be the, the leader? Who's yep. gonna let a black person do it? Who's gonna let a queer person be the leader? And I had to let all of that go instead of letting those be limited beliefs. I let those be the the very things that made me powerful. So just changing that from, oh, because I'm black, queer, woman, I'm not going to get it. No, because I am black, queer, and woman, I am going to get it. That's something I had to, this, switching that about myself allowed me to start walking with confidence instead of walking with shame. You know what I mean? Like, I can't change who I am. You know what I mean? As far as who, like what I like or who I, like I am who I am. So I had to realize that Instead of letting the world incriminate me or make me feel less than, I had to be more intentional on making myself feel more than it, making myself feel important and making myself feel enough. So that's why that once I switched those beliefs from being limiting to full of potential, everything changed for me, Crystal. 
So you were like disqualifying yourself in a sense. Um, You're disqualifying yourself even before you could interview or get the job. Yep. I I had automatically told myself uh, because of those three things, they wouldn't consider me. I knew they wouldn't. Did you ever get it? I did get it. I did get it. I got it. I got it. Like it was, it finally, you know what I mean? But I'm glad I did. Thankfully, you know, people just see you. People see your heart. Like, there are people who do see you based off your gender, based off the color of your skin, and based off your sexuality. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not going to tell you that's not true. But there are some people who see your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay? Those are the people who you need to be around. So, if you're trying to appease the people who are judging you based off your gender and all the things, maybe those aren't the people you need to be around anyway. Be around the people who see your heart heart to see you like literally it's not like when you walk in a room they literally just see you bouncing around like it's not your gender it's not all this it's just you it's your heart walking in the room so thankfully i was around people who did see see my heart and not just all the external things like that's the thing about identifying too i had to redefine myself because mm. i had to realize i'm not just a black person i'm not just this like i am so much more than that i am purpose yeah. you see what i mean like mm-hmm. it's, it's so much more than all these limiting external identifications that i once had about myself wow that's good yeah wow all right um i think maybe for me there was like a part piece of my life where maybe i was like too hard to love like that was one lie um but that, that was me just being a pain in the butt but then i like convinced myself I'm like well i am too hard to love and no one's going to be able to love me because i'm not going to let them Mm-hmm. like a response you know yeah you have to protect yourself yeah but then i was like you know what maybe i am <laughs> but, but i am lovable it doesn't matter how hard it is so yeah i think it's like the truth versus the facts like yeah you know, yeah it'd be hard to love but the truth is you are lovable yeah. The fact, you know, the fact, the truth is, it may be hard to love, but the fact is, you're lovable. So it's yeah. like, go with the fact. Exactly. Facts. And it's not that I'm hard to love, it's more so I'm, and not even hard to like, because I, like, I just have a very strong personality, and I tend, it's a Sagittarius. I'm, like, very direct. I say what's on my mind. Wait, so wait, your birthday was uh, September, was not September, December. December. Was it the 10th? The 3rd. The third day I missed your birthday. Happy belated. Thank you. <laughs> it's not the, okay, Thank you. the third. All right. It's a lot of birthdays in December. Jeez Louise. There really are. It's a hard month, too, because it's, like, so much going on. Like, so it's my birthday, my brother's birthday, and then Christmas, New Year's. So, like, you get thrown in that, like, well, we might as well do Christmas and your birthday together. And New Year's. Might as well, right? <laughs> and New Year's. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, um, thank you, when people on social media are like, you know, I'm so tired of getting like, you know, like the poop end of the stick, because like everything's celebrated together, um, but I don't know, I'm just used to it, I guess. Look, I I ain't gonna lie, I would love for my birthday to be at the end of the year, because New Year's, I'm gonna be... It's gonna be it's, yeah, we all here for me. Let's Fair go, enough. y'all. Even though it's not there for me. But I would love it. I would love it. I think that's cool. That's funny. Alright, so I know we're almost out of time. Um I did have a few more things. Is there any like maybe one, two, 
stereotypes that you might have that you'd like to just break right now in this moment about uh, surrounding like depression and suicide? One thing that I realized, because I'm taking a suicide prevention course, and we learned about all the signs as far as people giving away their stuff, um, people feeling hopeless, um, people withdrawing and being isolated, as far as signs for suicide. And one thing I realized, although those signs may be true, on the other hand, there are no signs. Sometimes there may not be just clear signs that you can look out for and be like, okay, yeah, that person, that person. We have to be deliberate every single day. We know that there is a possibility that there are no signs at all for any of us to be at risk for taking our own life. Then we have to make sure we show up every day, not just some days or not just when we see the signs or we're looking out for the signs. Okay, okay, they're not giving away their stuff. Okay, good, they, they're fine. Oh, they're not isolating. Okay, no, they're fine. No, you show up for that person and you check in with that person every single time you get the chance to. Not just waiting for the signs, but actually showing up before the signs. Like before you even recognize anything. Like life is just a sign to me at this point. The fact that we're going through this life is a, is a testament that we're, we're struggling. There's a battle. You know what I mean? So I, I want to get rid of people looking out, out for the signs and just realizing, listen, the biggest sign right now is life. We got we to gotta be here. We don't know what this person is going to do. We don't know what we don't know what's gonna happen when this person goes home. And we don't know what's gonna happen when that person gets in the car, anything. So that's one stereotype I just wanna get rid of as far as yes, I think the signs are great, but just realizing that hey, you just showing up every single this is why you have to show up and be deliberate on being intentional every single day with the people you love and even the people that you don't even know. Like mm -hmm. just smiling, like when I smile, like I like I like sometimes I get like drained sometimes because it's just like, oh man, like I smile at people and it's just and I get it, you know, people are pissed off, but just being more intentional and spreading light. So even if it's, hey, you see people, it's like, hey, 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 because you don't know what kind of darkness they're about to walk into. Yeah. So maybe if they just experience your light, so when they do face that darkness, maybe they don't succumb to that darkness. Maybe yeah. they're able to get through it. So being more intentional, spreading light, and then just showing up regardless if you see the signs or not. Yeah, um, I'm like you in a sense where I... I don't, I don't smile like 24-7, but I definitely carry a joy about me um, mm -hmm. in certain places. And for me, a lot of that's at work. And I've been told multiple times, like, like even people I've had to pull aside and be like, do you have an issue? And they'd be like, you're just like so happy all the time. And I just don't like, like, I'm not, I don't show up like that. And like, you know, it kind of like throws you off. Like, why does that bother you? Um, and it's just my authentic self. It's not because I'm trying to be like bubbly and annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, I've had a couple people say that to me. You're just always so happy. But like, they're like pissed about it. <laughs> like, and then I just started making light of it and just saying like, you know, if I wasn't, I guess, joyful all the time, then I'd probably be crying. I don't really know which one I'm going to pick, but I'd rather be joy. Like, you know, and they're like, oh, like that makes sense. But so you never know. I just, I'm not going to not, you know, be myself just because it pisses other people off. I'd rather be known as the person who smiles than, you know, brings a darkness. Just like you. Yeah, yeah Crystal. I mean, and then this reminded me of when I was in Dominican Republic, getting driven to my hotel. These kids on the street, I guess they were uh, cleaning the windshield. And the, my driver that was driving the taxi, he was telling them, no, 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 I don't need it. And they did it anyway. 
And then right before they wiped it off, they made a heart in like the like soap water solution they were using. And it, it made my day, Crystal. They didn't even see me. But when I saw like, cause I'm nervous, I'm in this, this I'm in this country for the first time. I don't know what's going on. And this dude, this you had a heart. I felt safe immediately. I felt love immediately. So you don't know, like it's just the, the simple, the simple things. It's not saying that you gotta walk out, do all this stuff, but no, just being intentional on being you and spreading that love, you'll be surprised. You make somebody feel safe, yeah, feel at home, and feel like they belong here. I do feel like it's nothing like, like this like magical gift that comes down, but it's just if you were created to have a good energy or good spirit about you, then like maintain it. Like people genuinely get attracted to that and they like it. So. Yeah. I think that's important. I would say two of my biggest stereotypes I want to break. One is that all mental, all people that struggle with mental health don't commit suicide. Like that's like a big one. Like oh, just because they're depressed. Like, and that's not true. And the second would be, um, oh, if you re if you actually reach out and ask people if they're going to commit suicide, that you're just going to push them over that edge. So don't bother asking. Um, and that's 110% false. Um, we actually like encourage people if you know someone's in darkness to ask do you have a plan to hurt yourself because nine times out of ten and you see this with research i'm not just making this up most of the people who end up doing it have said something in some fashion most not all or have reached out yeah um and then people either that's not true or you're not going to do it mm -hmm. yeah, this is, yeah whatever pray about it um you know, just keep, it'll be all right. Keep living. Yep. I, I struggled. I, I'm. A, I made it. So yep. That's that's not that's not what we're doing. Yeah. That's insensitive. Yeah. And we have to be there for each other. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that. Um. I guess before I so I wanted to con ask one last question, then conclude with kind of hearing about your book and you know, all that fancy stuff where we can find you and um, also some questions that you might have or final thoughts. But um, we were talking before this podcast. So do you, should we give an example of like a situation or scenario and how to kind of navigate that when we're trying to support somebody going through it? Sure, let's do it. Okay. So <laughs> should I paint the picture or do you want to? <laughs> paint the picture, Crystal, paint the picture. Okay, so... So a lot of us have people, whether they're close to you or not, that could be struggling or in their darkness, right? Um, and so by nature, by default, if you care, you're going to rightfully so be there for them. So what does this look like if somebody feels safe with you and they keep reaching out or wanting your support, but their behaviors don't change? And we kind of hit on this earlier. Um, how do we find that, find that balance? maintain our boundaries um and continue loving someone unconditionally but also not enabling i guess because we see this a lot within addiction the cycle of addiction in our personal lives so that's kind of like the picture i'm painting right now <laughs> no right on i understand i see the picture uh clearest day one thing that has helped me a ton it's to find peace within my own heart, peace within who I am. Because even when we're talking to somebody, even if we're saying certain words, they can feel your heart. They feel oh, yeah. peace. 
even like even though we don't have the words to say that you know as humans we're all scientists and can tell like oh the metabolic exchange you know the energy we never we may not be able to express with our words but how you show up is what people really respond to and they, they don't really respond to your words they don't really respond to all the gestures they respond to what's in your heart so depending on what's in your heart when you talk to people um, that's really what they're going to pick up the most. That's what's going to be the loudest. So what's helped me is that's why I do the yogas of the world, um, the meditations of the world, to get more so in line with the peace within who I am. So therefore, when I am talking to somebody who is um, not full of peace, or then they haven't reached that peace as yet, I can identify it. And it will allow me to sort of kind of just exude peace towards them, like from my heart, even if I'm not using my words, even if I'm not doing anything to help them. But just literally just sending like that peaceful vibration to them um, on that tip. And you'll just be surprised on how they may, you know, they may not respond to you in that moment, but they may come back and, hey, uh, question, you know, I, I want to talk to you about something. To give people that, that space. So I think it's more so on creating more of a space for peace rather than feeling like we have to do something for peace. Um, but exude that from our heart itself. And that sort of kind of helps people respond better. Uh, to just like, you know, you're talking at them or you need to do this or this. It's like people really feel that peace that you're exuding um, within yourself and they want some of that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's being like that, that real life example, not feeling like you have to do too, too much. Like definitely show up, ask the questions that are getting to you, but really just knowing that it's about what you're, what, what you're radiating in your heart is what they're picking up. Just like a, a, a cell phone signal, like they're, they're searching for something. They're searching for something. Right now, maybe darkness that they're connected to, but at some point, they're going to be searching for something else. And it's like, they can pick up on that piece that you have just put in that space. That will help a ton. Um, so that's something that I would help for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's helpful for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I don't know if... Well, before we wrap up, I guess if I had to answer my own question... <laughs> Um, every day, like in my personal life and even people I'm talking to, like you just gave great advice. So I would say too, like if it's not me going through it or somebody else in a current situation that it really just takes like a, like almost like you have to stay grounded, you know, and just know that your intentions are always pure. Um, in a sense, at least I feel like mine, mine are definitely pure, um, you know, and when moments of frustration, like you just want this person to get better or you want your friend, family just to get better, you know, um, just to take a step back that like we aren't the that magic, right? Just like a, a medicine. If you're taking medicine, it's not just going to cure you overnight. Like we're not that person. We're not that responsible for somebody else's healing. And so just to be a support is enough to have your heart positioned in a, in a gesture, you know, that's like genuine, um, even though you might get frustrated or disappointed. And I just, I like constantly remind myself and then for anybody else, like in a situation where you don't know how else to be there for somebody, I think it's just constant reminders of like checking yourself every day, you know, like you can still love someone unconditionally. Um, but like you said, just like be their peace and joy. You don't have to give tangible things or try and save them. Um, cause that pressure, it just puts unnecessary pressure on us. And then it's followed by that guilt of like, what else can I do? Or, you know, why aren't they happy? And it has nothing to do with all the tangible things. And it's a constant reminder. So thank you for sharing that. 
No, for sure. And I feel like, you know, we want to heal so much. We want to spread joy so much. We want to... You know, I'm a solution-oriented person myself. I'm like, I gotta fix this. I gotta fix this. But when we get in that mindset, I just wanna—I wanna free somebody right now. When we get in that mindset, it makes us—it makes it about us. It's yeah. not about us. The healing is not about us. Yeah. It's about them. It's about the healing. So the more that we can sort of kind of remove ourselves by getting into our peace, that helps us be able to show up for them, so they don't feel. Because if, if it's about us, it's about us. Once again, they gonna pick that up, and that's why they gonna look at you like, "What you doing?" You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's all about that awareness so you, you realize it's not about you it's not about your ego it's not about you having another person that you save it's not about you healing somebody the solution it's about you creating like a safe space so therefore they can find that healing within themselves and hopefully yes. seek the help that they need yes yes yeah and i truly am a firm believer that things always just they have to work out eventually you know it's just yes. like <laughs> I'm just believing in that. Things work out the way that they're supposed to at the right time. Um, every time. Yeah, so you can just let go and let things kind of unfold the way that they're supposed to. So that's what I try and stand on. But do you have any other final thoughts or questions or anything you want to contribute to this topic? Um, I didn't hit on Twitch. You know, uh, God bless this family and everybody that's been impacted by that, uh, whether you're close to him or just a follower, I think it's just another reminder of how much pain there is in this world. Um, so yeah, I just don't know if there's any final thoughts for you two. Yes, most definitely. Um, even with that recent situation, that's when I realized there are no signs. There are no signs. Um, and I realized that people don't feel like they belong here. And so I want people to know all over the world, no matter what your sexual orientation is, no matter what your religious belief, no matter your gender, no matter your race, no matter your culture, you belong here. There is a space for you here. But the first space you must find is the space that you find within your heart. That space that you create, that safe space for you. And then I want you to be around more people that make you feel safe to be yourself so that you can exist and feel good in this world that we're in right now. Because we're human beings, but we're literally... I like people say, like, uh, we're having more of a, a vibrational experience. I mean, this is nothing but a vibration. So right now, this is just an experience. So if we can work on connecting with who we are in this, in this human in this human mode, you'll find the joy of life because, yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, it's going to be a lot of pain. Yes, it's going to be a lot of grief. But I promise it's going to make you a better person. It wasn't created to make you feel like you have to suffer all the time or feel like you're resting. It was created for you to actually become the purpose that you were born to be. So if it's dark right now, it's because it's about to get real bright. And if it's bright right now, enjoy it. Because that shows you that you've been, you're enduring so much darkness. So I just want people to know that you belong here. Um, success over suicide is not just a saying or not just a cool thing or not just on the physical level. It's what decisions are you making every single day that either help you build towards your purpose or destroy your purpose. Yeah, I love that. Well, I appreciate you. You already know this. I just figured I'd say it again. So, your book. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I have a book coming out in January. It may be February 1st. I'm not going to lie. That's my birthday, y'all. So oh! I think I'm just because, you know, it's Black History Month. It's, it's why not, right? We got we to gotta do it, right? It's the history. Yeah, I love um, that. I may just do it on February 1st um, to release. But yeah, this book is called Success Over Suicide, How to Redefine Success and Transform Your Life. Because I realize a lot of us have a definition of success that oh, may yes. 
destroying us and may not be connected to our purpose, may not be connected to our peace or our joy. So this book is about helping you redefine success for you, like you, just for you. Not anybody else, not your siblings, not your mom, not, not no one else, but just for you. So therefore you can become the person you were meant to be to get to that purpose, to get to that success. You know what I mean? It's not just about success, but who you become on the way to success. That's what we want to get to. So that's exactly what the book is about. It's coming out in 2023. Um, my website is testspeaks.com. So it's T-E-S-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. And you'll see all the pre-order information on there. It's also information on booking. Every All of my new announcements are going to be on there as well. So the book, where where is that going to be available? It's going to be on Amazon. And most, most likely it's going to be on my directly on testspeaks.com. So it's going to be a tab that says order book right now. Okay, and then you have apparel where people can rock your clothes. Yes, a success over suicide. This is actually the new logo. We got the new logo. I didn't see that. I was wondering. Oh, yeah. So it's like the SOS or sort of kind of like the butterfly itself because I think that's what life is about, right? Who you become. It's okay oh. to share You know, like that even the suicide, like there is something that has to die within us in order for us to grow. Something like there has to be some type of old thinking, some type of old programming that has to shed in order for us to ascend to either the butterfly or whatever that is in our lives. So that's why this logo is that um, and the success of suicide at the back. So yeah, the merch is also going to be available at the top of the year as well. And that's successoversuicide.com, but you can still get to that uh, from my website, testspeaks.com as well. So are you changing your logo or you have both? No, this is, so the OG, that OG logo, that's, uh, it's going to be both, um, both oh. logos for right now. Because uh, I want to get this sort of kind of like at schools. I want it on hats. I want it on socks. I want it on billboards. You know, so just like this is a symbol. This is our symbol uh, for it. And then, of course, the success over suicide. That's all day. Um, but this is more so of like the symbol, uh, the logo, rather, that we'll have. Okay. So you're going to laugh. I Not that it doesn't look like a butterfly because now that you said it, it does. But I thought it was a snake. And when you said shedding skin, I was like, it's a Either snake. Way. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Either way. Right? No, but seriously, it's just like a snake. Something you have to shed a part of you in order to be. Yeah, it looks like snakes. Hmm. Exactly. So it's, it's so like it's like the SOS. So this is like the first rendition of it. You may see some tweaks in it, but yeah, it's like it's the ascension of, of the brand itself. Like y'all moving, y'all growing with me as we keep going up and up. Ooh. Here's an idea if it's not rock solid yet. Make okay. one of the S's look like a pattern of snake skin or scales. And then the other as like a butterfly feather. <gasps> oh. Okay, Crystal. Let me find out you do logos. <laughs> I love that though. I love that. Yes. I don't know. I just thought. Um. All right. So we got the book. Uh, any speaking events that people can book you or? Uh, yes, I'm attend? speaking. Um, September. I'm speaking in not September. I don't know why September on my. Um, I'm speaking in January, so January 16th, Martin Luther King Day. I'm speaking um, for a group of college students and high school students, which is going to be really cool. Um, and then I'm also looking for booking engagements in the month of February as well. So I'll be contacting any colleges. So anybody out there who wants a message on mental wellness or mental health and suicide prevention, and even just a message on love and peace, acceptance, belonging. I'm the person for that. And so testspeaks.com is exactly where you go for more booking information as well. Oh my God. So there's a lot of Philly schools here. I'm an alumni of St. Joe University, SJU. Okay. 
Um, yeah, it's in Philly here, and then Temple's another huge school of ours, oh, Temple oh. University. I don't know, and who's to say one day, you know, you could book, and um, I could be in the crowd, like, Yes, yes, I would love that, Crystal, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know, I would love that. Maybe I can reach out and see, like, if they'd be willing to bring you out. I think it's cool. Yeah, I gotta reach out to, like, some of the student governments, whoever over, like, SGA or the dean of students. Mm -hmm. um, those are the people who typically bring me in for, for colleges. Dean of students, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, cool. Well, do you have any other final thoughts? Um, I just want to say thank you, Crystal. I think, like I said, this platform is amazing. You're saving somebody's life by just us being on here. And, or you're changing somebody's mind. So I'm just so beyond thankful that you exist in this world. You are spreading light in this world that is not full of darkness, but there's darkness around us. Um, so I appreciate the light that you are because... We need it now more than ever. I want you to know that your work is not going unseen or unnoticed. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's next for KB Coaching, but whenever I do get opportunities, especially, like, to talk with people like you, like, you never know where it's going to land or what it's going to do, like you said. So it's a very slow, slow process right now. Like, I'm not trying too hard. I don't want to, like, force anything. I just want it to do what it's supposed to do. So, hopefully, we'll collaborate, continue to collaborate, and we never know where it's going to take both of us. So, I'm really grateful for you and for coming on here. Thanks, Crystal. We both going up. It's going yeah. up from here. Yes, and I'll be in Atlanta, hopefully, one day. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'll be in Philly, too. I'm, um, I gotta get out to Philly. I gotta figure it out when I'm coming. Yeah, if you come, definitely hit me up because you're going to have to try a cheesesteak, run the Rocky Steps, go to the Liberty Bell, all the basics. You got a whole day, you got, you got a whole day planned for me already, Crystal. That's why I know I got to hit you up. Thank you. I need that because when I get to place, I'll be like, what am I supposed to do now? So that's perfect. You already know, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, we have some cool museums. I saw when you were out in your last venture, you, I think you went to a, a museum. We have a lot here. Yeah. I'm a museum head. I love that. I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a very, I love documentaries. I didn't yeah. like history growing up, but now I love history. We have one called the Mummers uh, Mummers Museum, I think, and it's like life sciences. So they have like brains, actual like people who fought like veterans, their skulls or their brains, like to do research. But they put them in jars, and I'm like weird. I love all that stuff. Um, like skeletons of the shortest person and the tallest person in the world, like craziness. It's really cool. So you'd have to check it out. Sign me up, Crystal. Sign You're like, ew, that's gross. <laughs> no, I love science. I love that stuff. Like, we had like a bodies museum here where like they had like you could like look at like the skeleton and they had they actually had real live skeletons. Those people from Asia and stuff like that. It was so yeah. interesting. So I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, you know, on your driver's license when you say like I want to be a donor one day or whatever. Um, yeah. like my thought is like I'm pretty sure I'm, like, pretty healthy, but, like, if something, like, crazy happened and they wanted to, like, do research on my heart or something crazy, like, I would want to be put in that museum. <laughs> yeah, put me in the museum, please. Yeah, can you put me in the museum? Just let me Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I heard, um, so the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, this is really weird, but on Netflix, like, mm -hmm. I think it was him when they were trying to, like, like, do research on his brain or something like that and, like, preserve it somewhere. Um, but there's a lot of things like that, like stories or situations that happen where they take, like, things and do research and then put it there so that there's, like, a story about it of, like, 
Yeah, and I love learning about weird stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, because it's like, you got to understand, right? So you got to understand what's going on. Yeah, why not? What's going on inside so you can figure out how the heck did all this stuff on the outside happen? <laughs> yeah. All right, awesome. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your Saturday and a happy, or I should say a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, all that good stuff. And yeah, we'll be in touch soon, okay? Okay. Thank you, Crystal. Appreciate you. All right. Take care. Hi, guys. This is Crystal, founder of Katie Coaching, and I want to welcome you to the True Me Podcast. It's designed to help you focus on getting back to your true self and inspiring you to reach your fullest potential one episode at a time. So whether you're in the car or getting ready, turn this up. It will encourage you, uplift you, and send you positive vibes only. So be prepared to hear something new and get a step closer to loving yourself again.